Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. During prayer, and I felt like I put this on my heart just for right now. So um, I, uh, I have nothing written down. So we're just going to, uh, and I don't usually do this ever, but we're gonna, I, I just want to talk for a little bit. Um, so I, I felt like when we were praying uh, to remind us all and anyone who is listening uh, why we pray and why this is so important. And so uh, let me read this scripture. It's James um, 4, verse 1. Says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? So he's talking to a group of believers, and he's what? Why is there division? Why is there one side versus another side? Um, what? Why are you fighting even inside yourself? That that's he's like what? What? Let's get to the bottom of this because it's not just sometimes. Um, us versus them. Sometimes it's us versus us, you know, and like there's just internal stuff. Like you can come in grumpy to a day or just like you're not uh, not in the right mindset. You're not in the, ha- have the right spirit. Um, so look at this. Uh, then he says, don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? So internally, you're, you're wanting something, or and he even says evil. It's, it's not even a good desire. So then he says, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. Seems a, seems a little high right there. <laughs> scheme and kill. Um, you're jealous of what others have. So I just want to let that one sink just for a second. Because that seems like we live in a, a, a world where we're always looking at what others have and wish we had that. Right? Honest. Don't, not, not churchy, just honest. Yeah. Wish I had that. Okay? So you're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't. Ask God for it. So, as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm realizing for all of us, one of the most important things that happen during prayer is your desires get realigned to be where they should be. They, so, this is one of the reasons why prayer is so important. Now, look at this. And even when you ask, so even when you pray, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So, so let me talk about prayer for a second and why it's so important and why we don't do it is because the enemy absolutely knows that when you pray, and you start going through the actual filter of prayer, what happens is you start praying about what's going on with you. Most of us 
all do this. But if you let the filter of prayer start working on you, what happens is you start as you're praying and as you're spending time in the presence of God and as you're letting the Holy Spirit work on your heart, what happens is you're your heart starts to change and you stop, you stop praying so much for yourself and you pray for other people and you pray for other things that are going on in our world and you're praying for friends and you're praying for family members and you're praying for our church. It, it starts to change. Why? Because you are letting the Holy Spirit work in your heart. That is why the enemy doesn't want you to pray, doesn't want you to uh, reach out and start asking God to involve himself in so many different areas. So why is this so important? Why we do this week in and week out? First of all, we, we want to make sure that we have the right motives. Because... We all wake up selfish. We, we all do. And we need the Holy Spirit to break that off and, and be able to focus on other people and look at other people and have empathy for other people. That's one of the things. Second, we want to make sure that we're having the Holy Spirit activity in people's lives. And that's why we're praying. So can we have that screen up, Cheyenne? Can you put that screen up of the things that we pray for? I haven't talked about this in a while, but let me talk through this of why we pray for these. Because if, you, if you're anything like me, after a while, you come in here and you see these and the shine wears off and you just kind of go through motions. And that's not Okay. And so I'm trying to remind us all why we're praying for unity because there are too many people that come into church and think that, oh, well, I'm only going to like this church if everybody's like me. Well, that's not good for anyone. So we're praying for unity. We're praying for people who look differently and act differently and come from different backgrounds to come together so that people will look at church and be like, how do they have so many different people all unified? That's what we're praying for. We're, pray we're praying for teachability because we want people to want to be taught. We want people to want to learn. We're, we're praying for people to have this oh, I don't know this yet, and that's okay. So we're praying for teachability. We're praying for hunger for God because we're not, we don't want people to fall in love with church and a building and a culture. We want people to fall in love with their father. We want people to fall in love with their creator. We want people to fall in love with who he is in their life. We want people to have a hunger for the presence of God. We all know what hunger feels like, right? And after a while, when you let hunger go for a while, what starts happening? I'm, I'm getting upset, right? I'm getting a little hangry. I'm starting to like, right? When you start like, man, I just want to get some food, you know? Like, I, and I wonder what happens when we haven't been in the presence of God for a while. What happens to our spirit? 
And, and why, why am I being so short with this person? Why am I getting on to my spouse? Why am I? It might be because you, you're, you've got some hunger pains, but they're not physical, they're spiritual. And, and, and you're hungry for the presence of God, but so many of us don't know that we're hungry for the presence of God. My son, sometimes he gets in the worst moods, and we trace it back, and we're like, oh, you haven't ate a lot today. We're praying for hunger for God's presence in our church, that when people come in, we don't, it's not just... Uh, we have to have the perfect song. It's just, man, I don't care. We'll sing Kumbaya, but I just want to be in the presence of God. We're praying for progressive spirits. What that means is we're praying for people who want to move forward. We're praying for people who want to move forward in their life. They're, they're looking at their life and saying, I'm, I, I love where I am right now. I'm, I'm thankful, but I also am very, very excited for where I'm going to be in the future. And so I'm going to take steps to that. We're praying for people in our church to have progressive spirits. They're not stuck. They want to move forward. And, and, and this, is, this is so important. The reason that we're praying for these things is we're praying for these positive moves of the Holy Spirit in our church. But if we don't pray, if we don't pray, these things do not happen in the way that we want them or at the speed that we want them, or maybe not even at all. I'm not trying to put it all on us, because it's not, but God has asked us to pray. Going back to James, you have not because you don't even ask. So we're, we're asking, we're praying. So don't, so don't, uh, and, and, and another thing with prayer, this was coming into my mind when I was thinking about this, how many of us are like disciples? When Jesus is praying, sweating drops like blood. Peter's sleeping. Right? And Jesus goes back to Peter and says, How many, can you not tarry with me an hour? Can you not hang with me for an hour? I'm not asking you for this whole thing because I'm about to walk through something that you can't go with me. But you can be with me in this hour, Peter. So can you wake up? And I wonder how many times Jesus has kind of shaken us and said, wake up. Pray. 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 Ask me. So I can move, ask me, get, get up, move, so I, I can do what I want to do. We're praying for transformation. What that means is somebody was one way and they came in contact with the Spirit of God, they are now transformed. They're different. They're different. They're, they were one way, now they're acting another way. We're praying for revival. What that means is something that was alive at one point, now dead, comes back alive again. So we're praying for a revival of spirits. We're praying for revival of people's lives. We're praying for revival of people's love for God's church. We're praying for revival of people connecting with other people. We're praying for investment. What that means is people will invest their actual resource, their money, their things that God has blessed them with, their time, uh, their talent. God, that those people would invest them in this house. And they would see it as an investment. That, it, that it's not a payoff, it's not a tip, 
It's not something that I did. I did some really bad stuff, so I'll give God some money or I'll do it. It's not any of that. No, I'm investing in the spirit of what is happening in this house. I'm investing in heaven. I'm investing in the eternal things because I know that this will never, ever, like what the Bible says, it won't rust. It won't decay. It won't ever go away. Everything else that we buy on earth at some point will be somebody else's or it will just get thrown away. But the stuff that we invest here in this house will never go away. It will never leave. It will always be in our account. And it is an investment that is the best investment that we could ever make. We're praying that people see that and hear that and feel that. But remember what I was talking about with prayer at the beginning. It not only is for somebody else, it also aligns our hearts. It aligns our desires. It, al- it aligns who we, we are. We're praying for salvations. We're praying for people to give their heart to God. We're praying. You know what that, that also means? I'm praying for people to come into our church who do not know God. I'm praying for people in our church to invite people to come to church that do not have a relationship with Jesus. Right? That's what we're praying for. We're praying for this thing. We're praying for people to give their heart to God. We're praying for humility. So people don't think they're better than they are. Just just so you know, God's spirit moves at lightning speed when we're humble. I'm going to talk more about that this Sunday. Miracles. We're praying for things that cannot be explained to happen in our church. Right? That's what we're praying for. I don't know how that person got healed, but they got healed. I don't know how that marriage came back, but it came back. I don't know how they had a baby, but they had a baby. When the doctor said no, uh, God did it. We're praying for absolute, unexplainable miracles that only can be attributed to the Spirit of God in somebody's life. That's what we're praying for. So don't sleep on that. Like, when we come into this time, man, I'm praying for miracles. I'm praying for things that cannot be explained. I'm praying for God's spirit to move. I I guess what I'm getting at, even to the more heart of this, is this moment here, we don't just, I, I, I hear us say this, man, this is the most important meeting of the week. But do we actually believe that? Do we actually believe what, we're, what we actually say? Because it's a nice thing to say. It's a different thing to believe that when we wake up on Thursday mornings and come here, man, I, I, got, I got business to do with God because this is the most important meeting of my week. Because I'm believing that God's going to do this. Healing. We're believing for people's physical healing. We're believing for people's spiritual healing. We're believing for people's emotional healing. There are deep wounds that people have not figured out yet in their life. And we're praying, God, heal that. Let that be not a wound anymore, but a scar. And so when you have a scar, it doesn't hurt anymore. And you can say, look what God did. Look, look, this used to be a gaping wound. But it's a scar because God healed it. We're praying for transparency. Praying for people that you can see right through me in the best way. Like, I'm not trying to hide anything. I just want to be transparent. We're praying for people to be planted in church. We're praying for people, just so you know, that's just lovely, wonderful, um, 
kiddos that are uh, coming by if you hear them. We're praying for people to be planted in church. We live in a transient world where if it doesn't fit my preference, I'm up and out, right? This is people like way back in the day, people stayed in their job for 30, 40 years till they, till, till they retired. And you could ask them, did you like your job? Some of it. Did, what, what did you, oh, I didn't like this. I didn't, well, why'd you stay? Because I was, it's my job. That was just, that was the culture that people lived in. I, I, I remember, I, I, like, we, you even lived in a culture where uh, people stayed together in their marriage that were unhappy. And I'm not saying that's perfect. What I'm saying is it was the culture that you just stayed even, even if it, didn't, it wasn't good, you just, just stayed. Well, I believe that the church got lazy with that and just thought that that's how it always was going to be. That's not how it is now. People are very transient. People just, if they don't like something, I mean, just one thing. If I don't like it, I'm out. And their whole world is built on preference. I talked a little bit about this on Sunday. But Netflix knows this. That's why they shove everything to you that is related to what you just watched. Because they're like, ooh, let me build everything on their preference. And so what we're praying for is something actually opposite of that culture, which is being planted in church. Doesn't mean you're going to love everything about church. Somebody might tick you off. Somebody might say something that you might not like. But that's okay because I'm planted in church, and, and we're praying for that for people, and man, God's Spirit's going to have to move in people's lives for that to be like, hey, we're just planted, praying for boldness, and you know what bold, where boldness comes from? Boldness comes from understanding who you are. There are so many people who don't know who they are. They know their name, but they don't know who they are. And their self-esteem has been wrapped up in other people or what other people say about them or their performance or how well they do at their job or how much money they have or... Uh, how much clout they have on social media. People's self-worth and esteem is wrapped up in that. And they, when, when people give them kudos and high fives and say, you do a great job, they walk around with their head filled high. And when people don't, or people, or, or maybe they get some constructive criticism or something like that, head's way low because, oh, God, man. Because their self-esteem is always running on what other people think. And if, and, and if that is happening, there is no way people can be bold. No way people can be bold like they need to be bold. The only way that you are bold, the way that God has asked you to be bold, is if you understand who you are and who God made you to be. And it's not based on who 
says what to you or how good you are at performing or how bad you are at performing. It is based on God purchased you by his son, by the blood that was shed on a cross 2,000 years ago. He made you a son. He made you a daughter. And he loves you whether you do really good or really bad. His love does not change. And that is what is the most important to you. And if you understand that, then you can be bold. That's what we're praying for for our church. We're not just, see, sometimes when I see this, Boldness, I'm afraid some of us are praying for loudness and thinking that that's what, that's not what that is. And sometimes people are extra loud to hide the fact that they're not bold. Because they think that that's what, no, 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 no. There's, there's a boldness and a strength that comes from the spirit of God that just, wow, it just breaks through everything. And we're praying for that for our church. And last, we're praying for vulnerability. We're praying for people to actually let people see themselves in the context of a relationship. That's why I was like so pumped when you were talking about those guys starting a journal. Like, that's what we're praying for. We're actually praying for that. And so I, I wanted to remind us all of this stuff. Thanks for kind of going on this little tangent with me. Because this, I, I want us to make sure when we come in here and when we pray, it's, it's, it's really doing some business for our church and standing in the gap for people who don't even know who, what to pray for and people who don't even know what they need. We know what they need, all of these things. So we're praying these for everyone, and we're praying them for ourselves too, right? Because we all need this too. God, please help us. So, Father, we are so in love with you. God, we're so thankful for your spirit. Father, I'm so thankful that, that you see us for who we can be and the potential that you've given to each and every one of us. And that potential doesn't dim because of our performance. Father, I'm so thankful that you, you have open arms at every moment for us. You don't have crossed arms and a nodding head. Father, I'm so thankful for your mercy that is, that is so comforting and so wonderful. And Jesus, I, I pray that, that we'd be able to, to walk like you want us to walk and, and talk like you want us to talk. And I'm asking Holy Spirit, invade our life and every room shed light let not one room be filled with darkness in our life holy spirit i'm asking that, that god 
the things that, that we try to hide away from you, God, we would open up to you again. Because you truly are a loving and good father. I'm so thankful you don't treat us as our sins deserve. But you are lovingly careful with us. But you still hold a high expectation of who we can be. So, Father, I'm asking that your Holy Spirit help us, guide us, direct us. Give us strength and grace as we walk through this rest of the week. Surround us. Be in front of us and behind us and beside us. Let let us be pointedly on our knees. Let us pray at all times. God, help us, remind us that all we have to do is ask. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking again that you would fill our church with your presence. And the people and the leaders that that you've blessed us with, Father, I pray that this, even this Sunday, Father, I I pray there would be such a, a huge movement that would come from your spirit, not from us trying to to do anything. But it would be from your spirit that we would feel just a a supernatural move. We love you so much, Father. We're so thankful for you. It's in your son's name we pray. Everybody said amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.